Down the Line Podcast with Tyler Hunt. It's storming outside because Brian Kelly's just raining in these recruits. That's a go, Tigers. You know, Joe Burrow, he was the one. (laughs) What's Brian Kelly going to do? I don't know. And now your host of Down the Line, Tyler Hunt. Hello and welcome to episode number 146 of Down the Lines. As always, I'm your host, Tyler Hunt. And on today's episode, it is time to get into LSU's football schedule. We are going to be going game by game. Well, I'm kind of going to group most of the non-conference together, except for Florida State, who I'm talking about today. But we're going to be going game by game and kind of giving an early breakdown of the team we are playing and how I think they match up with LSU before the season. Now, obviously, as these teams roll onto LSU's schedule, we will break them down more, and uh, we will have a whole lot to talk about, especially we're going to have a lot to talk about Florida State. Um, week zero, they actually play Decane before coming to New Orleans to play LSU, so we will have a lot to talk about. Uh, we'll actually be able to break down some Florida State uh, game plan and film before LSU plays them. So, uh, Florida State, under Mike Norvell, it's his third year there. Florida State has not been a good program since Jimbo left. Um, Jimbo pretty much ruined that program, left to go to Texas A&M. And since then, they've been trying to figure it out. Mike Norvell, last year, started the season 0-4, and finished 5-3 and three after that. They barely missed a bowl. They lost to Florida uh, in a game that could have gotten to got, gotten them bowl eligible. Um, but this is a team with a lot of upside. Uh, this is a team that could really could beat LSU. This is a team that there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of questions. Um, around if they can take that next step forward. Mike Norvell really needs a winning season this year or at least a bowl-eligible season this year to kind of keep himself off of the hot seat. Um, But they have a whole lot of talent returning. They did lose a couple of uh, big defensive linemen in Jermaine Johnson, who was a first-round draft pick, and Keir Thomas, who was another defensive end. They they lose a bunch of the defensive line there. But they also got in a bunch of a bunch of good uh good prospects. Now, if you look at uh Florida State's transfer portal ranking, it's right up there with LSU. They got a whole lot of transfers in on this team. They got It's ranked 11th in the recruiting class uh, rankings. They get 12 transfers to come in, including um, edge rusher Jared Verse, who comes from Alcorn State. I know from from Albany. Um, 
Jared Verse is going to be the guy to watch on this defense because, yes, he's coming from a smaller school, but he's one of the highest-rated transfers that Florida State got. He's the guy who's supposed to come in and replace Jermaine Johnson. He's the guy who's supposed to come in and help keep Florida State or really help keep help get Florida State onto that next level, help them move forward into being where Florida State used to be. Florida State used to be a dominant program. Heck, they won a national championship like 10 years ago. There's only a handful of programs that have done that, and 90% of them are in the SEC. So Florida State is a team with a lot of history. And it's a it, and it's a team that is hungry to get back into the national spotlight. So, looking at this team, they return eight starters on offense and eight starters on defense, including quarterback Jordan Travis, who holds the Florida State record for rushing yard career rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. Um, he's obviously a dual threat quarterback. But he is, he, he has played for Florida State for a few years now, and he has continually gotten better. On top of that, they, they returned eight starters on offense, including almost all of the offensive line. And I want to say it was South Carolina who, who, who returns a full offensive line. Whenever you have a when you have experience on the offensive line, offensive line is one of the few spots that as a freshman is hard to play. Very, very hard to play. Now I'm not saying it's easy to come in as a cornerback and play. Or yeah, I'm not saying it's easy to come in at any position and play. But offensive line is one where freshmen and redshirt freshmen and sophomores who haven't been under fire is very hard for them to come in, make place, to gel. This offensive line has a whole lot of experience. They also brought in a couple of four-star offensive linemen. This team brought in like 11 new offensive linemen. So they have a bunch of experience there of guys who started last year, plus they have 11 other uh offensive linemen who are coming in trying to fight for spots. So that that's a lot of depth on the offensive line. That's a position on this team that should be very good. And facing LSU, that is something that is that they're going to have to have. So LSU's biggest strength on the team, as we believe, is the defensive line. So Week one against Florida State is going to be a big test of can they go up against a uh, an experienced offensive line who has a game under their uh, necks and perform the way that we think they can perform. So already one thing to watch for is defensive line against an offensive line that could be one of the better ones in the ACC. Now, Florida State is predicted to finish in the middle of the ACC Atlantic Division. Um, they were 4-4 in the conference last year. 
they're looking to step take a step forward, but still they're probably still going to finish four and four, five and three, or something like that. But if you look at continue looking at Florida State's offense, they lose their top running back and they lose a top wide receiver, but. One thing that I really look for in teams is quarterbacks that have experience. Yes, there there are your freshmen who come in without experience and who light the stage up on the college level. There's very few and far between. You have transfers that come in and that play well. LSU's hoping that Jaden Daniels, if if he gets the starting nod, will come in and play well. But you have to look even with Joe Burrow and Danny Etling in, in their first years under center after transferring in, it, it, it there was growing pains and it wasn't very fluid. Now, their second years, boom, they started playing well. So that's a question for LSU is whoever plays quarterback, it's going to be their first year really starting at quarterback. Like, yeah, Miles Brennan has a few starts, but he didn't have an entire year. So if he starts, you hope he hits the ground running. But there's also that whenever someone's had a complete year under an offense or two years under an offense in the starting position, in the most important position on the team, Jordan Travis is has that. So that's a guy that, Kind of scares me at LSU when you don't know what the defense is going to bring. You know the defensive line should be pretty good, but it's going to be going up against a good offensive line. The defensive backfield, we have no idea what to expect of them. Like, yeah, you know Jay Ward's good. You know Jarrett Bernard Converse is good. You know Seven Ward could be good. You know you have good pieces, but none of them have played together. You get a guy who's in his third year in an offense, who knows an offense, who uh, played well down the stretch, who – Figure, uh, who, who's starting to figure it out, gets a whole year now with eight returning guys on the offense, that's scary. So looking week one, I saw Florida State on the schedule and said, oh, my God, we're going to win that game. It's in it's in New Orleans, man. <laughs> we got that. Hold up now. Hold up, swole up. Florida State's defense, I already talked about uh, Jared Verse on the defensive line. So – LSU is going to have a test on offensive line. Biggest question mark, offensive line. I mean, quarterback, but the offensive line. Now, you also have a question mark at uh, at quarterback, and who's going to be at, at quarterback? But guess what? Florida State's strength on defense is a defensive backfield. They have uh, first team – First team all SEC all ACC safety, Jamie Robinson, who transferred there last year and showed out, led the ACC in interceptions, was the second leading tackler on the team. Um really an all American safety for Florida State. He's their best player on defense. He is in the safety he he, he is in the defensive backfield. They also have a couple of other corners who are very good. So Florida State's defensive backfield is going to be a strength for that defense. And with LSU's offensive line being a question, and really the 
quarterback being a question, you hope that LSU's offensive line can create some holes for the running backs, but the running backs are a question. The only not question on the offense is uh, wide receivers. And they just happen to be going up against the strength of Florida State. So, whenever I look at this game on August 3rd, I see Florida State's strength going up against LSU's strengths. You have Florida State's offensive line against LSU's defensive line, strength versus strength. You have Florida State's defensive backfield versus LSU's wide receivers, strength versus strength. And I really don't know who has the edge in either of those areas. I would say that maybe LSU's uh, defensive line has the edge, but maybe Florida State's defensive backs has the edge. I would say that Florida State's defensive line probably has the edge today over LSU's offensive line at the quarterback position I would give the edge to Florida State only because of consistency there you know who their starter is they knew who the starter was going into the spring LSU still hasn't figured that out they report to camp today or they report today they start camp tomorrow to figure out who that quarterback's going to be so quarterback-wise, I will give today the advantage to Florida State, and really, I'd give I'd give that advantage to them up until uh, Sunday, September fourth, um, in the Superdome, because we don't know who's going to be the starter. Now he might name a starter in a couple of weeks. We might know for a couple of weeks, but still, whoever it is, it's going to be their first first time starting for LSU. And if it's Miles Brennan, it'll be a first time starting in two years. So, advantage Florida State at quarterback. Advantage Florida State at offensive line. Advantage Florida State in experience. They have eight returning starters on defense, eight returning starters on offense. They played very good down the stretch last year. Like I said, they finished 5-3. and three. They almost beat Notre Dame to start the season last year. I would break down Florida State's schedule, but it doesn't really matter because they're not in the in the SEC, so we don't have to really know how they finish the season. Um, they're going to start against Duquesne and win that game. And just as a as a quick aside, Duquesne is a very good division 2 program. They were 7 and 2 last year, 7 and 3, something like that. Oh no, they made I think they were 9 and 3. Uh they lost to TCU uh to begin the season last year who is pretty much in the same mold as uh Florida State as a 500 program um trying to figure it out. So Duquesne, you're not really going to lo- learn a lot there. Their quarterback is very very good. He's more in the mold of a Miles Brennan instead of a Jaden Daniels or Garrett Nussmeyers. So how Florida State plays against him, that can that might be able to show you how they would play against a Miles Brennan. But if Daniels or Nussmeyer starts, then that kind of goes away. So there's a, a few things that we can learn from the Decane game for Florida State, but I, I'll break that down more 
as it happens or the week uh the week after they then play LSU um today I I mean I I'm a homer so I'm going to pick LSU to win that game but that game really is probably like 55-45 50-50 uh that game being in New Orleans means something. It being Brian Kelly's first game means something. Um, but at the same time, Norvell's been there for three years. He has 16 returning starters. There's a bunch of experience back on that team. Florida State can win that game. Uh, it's not a, a walk-in and win, which is how these early season games are supposed to be. These, these football kickoffs are supposed to be good games. Georgia and Oregon, that's, that, that's supposed to be a great game to start the season off. Uh, will it be? I don't know. Um, but it's set up to possibly be a good game. Florida State, they play in the ACC. I feel like every team besides Clemson is practically the same. Uh, they go to Louisville, who wasn't that good last year, so they could win that game. They play Boston College at home. They should win that. Wake Forest is their homecoming. Wake Forest is pretty good, so that's a game they'll probably lose. At NC State, they're kind of on the same – uh, page. They play Clemson at home. They would love to beat Clemson, but they probably won't. Georgia Tech should be a win. At Miami's probably a loss. At Syracuse is probably a win. They play ULL and Florida to finish the season. So they they get Billy Napier's old squad and they get Billy Napier's new squad to finish the season. So knowing how Florida is at the uh, end of the season, that this will be an interesting game to watch. So Florida State right now, I feel like this is a team that could be bowl eligible. I feel like this team could go seven and five, uh, eight and four if they beat LSU. Um, so this Florida State squad is actually is actually pretty good. You have to watch out for Jamie Robinson on defense. You have to watch out for Jared Verse on defense. So they have some playmakers on that side of the ball on offense. Jordan Travis is going to be a. Uh, is going to be a good test early in the season. And then they also uh, got Trey Benson, a running back from Oregon, who dealt a little bit with injuries. But so far in fall practice, they've said he's kind of been a stud, a, a, a man on the mission, really. So LSU's defense is, is going to have its work cut out for him as well. So early season look at Florida State. And third-year head coach Mike Norvell's squad should be a good game to open the season. Now, first week of September, we are obviously going to break this game down. And we are going to let you know everything that you need to know about Florida State. It's kind of just a, a, a quick, quick look at Florida State and what they have to offer. Next, I will be doing the rest of the non-conference schedule. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to group the whole rest of the non-conference schedule together. Southern, New Mexico, and UAB. I, I'm going to put them all in one, and it's probably not going to be a long pod. Um, we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to get into the SEC and quick breakdowns of all those teams like I did in the SEC East last week. So, That'll do it for me today on episode 146. Be sure to hit the notification bell. Subscribe to the podcast, whether you listen to it on Spotify or Apple uh, Podcasts. Thank you for listening, as always. And I will catch y'all down the lines.